Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Up. Hey, that's yeah, that the first time. Intro. Yeah, that's Suck what I was guy. gonna say. I'm like, whoa, you never introed that way. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Wag Podcast. This is a Kaju, Even though I sound quite different, I still have a little bit of cedar fever here in Austin, Texas. There's a lot. What is cedar fever? I guess the cedar trees are putting pollen in the air that creates allergies for people. Is that what no it idea. is? Well, I'm the gonna... allergy count is really high, though. Yes. So. That's what's going on with my voice right now. But today, I'm interviewing Mr. Michael Kaju about one of his absolute super skills, and that is about mentorship, how he gets mentors, and we're going to go deep into how he's been able to get mentorship in ways that people just would dream of, and we're going to talk about that. But before we start, I would love to encourage you all, if you love this show, if you like us... If you are getting anything valuable from listening to the show, we would really, really appreciate a review on iTunes. It really helps us get the podcast out there. It helps us uh, be more reachable to other people. And that is the best way to give back to us. We don't put any advertisements on the show. We don't do really anything than just try and provide value for you and try and impact your life. So give us a review. Let us know how you're um, feeling about the show, what you're implementing in your life. And that would be absolutely fantastic to us. Yeah. Second best would be share this with one of your training partners or your friends or your family members, like whatever your favorite episode of the WAG podcast is, just share it with one of your friends. Help us reach more people. Thank you for that. So going into this episode, Michael, you have, since I've known you, you have this like, I think it's a super skill. You somehow get connected to these really, really powerful uh, successful people that most people see as like untouchable and somehow you get them to not only get connected to them and have conversations with them, but get them to mentor you and care about you and love you and want to see you be successful and get invested in your growth. And it is a super skill. Like it's something that I want to emulate about you more. I'm envious that you'll just like walk in the house and you're like, oh, I just, you know, got off a phone call with John Berardi, who is the founder of Precision Nutrition, super successful, one of like a huge role model for me, um, has created something amazing. And you're like, yeah, he's helping me figure out how to like do business better. And I'm like, oh, my, how did that even happen? So today I want you to share all your secrets with everybody so that other people can use those skills as well to find mentorship for themselves. I think what's cool about you and I is like we're willing to just share all of our secrets and we're willing to tell everybody everything that we're doing. And if you can do it, really anybody can do it. Although I do think that you're extra special. I don't think what the things that we do are things that other people can't do. I totally do. agree. I totally agree. So my first question for you is why is mentorship so important to you in the first place? So I've, I've always been an athlete and so I've always had coaches and I think that I've always been relatively coachable. And so that's kind of where the, the idea of mentorship 
was first instilled in me, like all, just always having a coach in sports. But it wasn't until I went to rehab and had therapists that I started to see this seed started to be planted that whatever I want to learn, I can get someone like an expert in it to like help fast track me in that area. So in rehab, I learned that I could talk to a therapist, a psychologist, and really quickly learn how to understand my own mind and how to behave in a way that helped me mitigate addiction and depression and anxiety. And from there, honestly, I think meeting, I think meeting Mike Bledsoe was a big turning point for me, um, and I've talked about this before. Well, I think even before that, though, because now that I'm thinking about it, as you're talking about it, so you're you're in rehab and you have these experts that are helping you with all these different aspects of how to um, control your mental health mm-hmm. and to get out of your addiction. But then, even before you met Mike Bledsoe, you had started Brute. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you had been on Hackspack, and then mm-hmm. Hackspack really used that strategy as well. Before you met Mike Bledsoe, Hackspack had experts in different right. areas That's a good point. that was allowing you guys to become this dominant team that wins the cro- first team to ever win the CrossFit Games back to back. And that as well as like being ingrained in you where you're finding your your you compete with Tommy Hackenbrook at a competition in Utah and end up getting on a team together. Like that's right. that's that's a super skill within itself. And I think I think everybody on that team would agree that in large part your role on that team is making everybody feel connected and and bringing that that aspect to the team. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the so we had a head coach when I competed for Hackspack, but we also worked with Dusty Highland for gymnastics. Exactly. We had people sending us conditioning workouts, and so we had these other experts that were helping us out. And before that as an athlete I had one coach usually, like I guess as a quarterback, I had like a head coach and and a quarterback's coach. But um, this was the first time, like as an adult, I really respected having someone expert in every different function of this thing that I was trying to do, which was competing in CrossFit. So that's a that's a really great point. So therapist, um, I had all of these different coaches, and so at this point in my life, I was really I was very growth minded. But there were still parts of my life that I was I was very fixed minded. Like I just thought I was a certain way, or I didn't think I could really grow in certain areas. And and relationships might be one of those areas. I didn't think, you know, I thought relationship was just about like finding finding someone you love and then just like spending the rest of your life with them. I didn't think it was like something you could like grow and evolve and have the, have it be this beautiful thing for, for your entire life, which I do now believe mm, with you. <laughs> uh, but I met Mike and, and he for those was, of you who don't know, Mike Bledsoe is one of the founders of uh, Barbell Shrugged, super popular podcast. And uh, they are now the Shrugged Collective. Um, Mike isn't a part of that group anymore, but Super impactful in the CrossFit space, really successful business entrepreneurs and cool dude in general. Yeah, now he runs his company, The Strong Coach, which mentors um, coaches. And so I met Mike and he was the first person that was that seemed to be this like self-actualizing human. He seemed to be striving for excellence and growth in every area of his life. And that was really inspiring to me. And so from there, I started... I, adopted this this same mindset 
that I had in sport of like finding experts in different areas to every area of my life. So in the years following that, I would get business coaches and relationship coaches, therapists, anything that I really, really wanted to learn, I started getting like seeking mentors and coaches for. So what I'm understanding why you think mentorship is important is because you understand that you only know what you know right now. And there are other people who are specializing in their areas that can um, like hyperspeed your ability to grow and learn. Yes. I think finding a mentor is like the highest form of leverage you can get on your own learning. Finding someone that's all that is where you want to be and has helped a ton of people, other people get there is the fastest way to grow. Yeah. And I absolutely love that you take it so seriously that you consider it in all different aspects of your life or all different aspects of things that are important to you at the different stages, like from rehab to competing in CrossFit to business and now to business relationships, life, all sorts of things. So I think that's really cool. Now, what do you think is the cost of not having mentors when you're trying to learn something. So we we know why it's important. What do you think for people that are listening that are like, I could probably do this on my own or it sounds really hard. And we're going to talk about how you find mentors, but people that might be thinking like, it's uncomfortable to put myself out there. I don't know where to find them. Like why, what's the cost of not doing it? Well, I think you can accomplish anything you want in life on your own, like with given enough time. Uh, however, I think the cost is for most people, like feeling and being complacent for a really long time, um, spinning your wheels, having to make a lot more mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. When you have a mentor that's, that is where you want to be, they've already made all the mistakes for you and they can help you avoid making them yourself. So it can take you a lot longer to get where you want to go. Um, it can also feel really lonely. Um, you can feel like you're sort of on an island. No one understands you. And it can be really isolating. Yeah. I think another thing too is that it's it can create like a little bit of a false reality for you where you might think that you're doing really awesome in a specific area when you're actually not. Mm -hmm. And you could miss out on some blind spots or some opportunities for growth that a mentor. I know for me, mentors, I thought I was like, I was crushing it. And then a mentor is like, oh, actually this is like, there's opportunities here for you to do way better than you're doing. And I thought we were like, I was doing amazing. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't have a mentor to point that out to me, I would have maybe just, like you're talking about, been complacent and and thought that there wasn't really much for me to do there and done something else. Mm -hmm. So uh, mentors are cool for that. So you have a bunch of mentors. I can probably like name like five or six off the, off the top of my head of people that you go to for different reasons. How do you pick these people? So I think in the beginning, I just wanted to learn from anyone that knew about the thing I wanted to learn about, right? Like, so if I wanted to learn marketing, I would just find the person that seemed to know the most about marketing and try to like watch everything that they did, read everything that they put out, and if possible, uh, create a relationship with them. But over time, it's become much more important to me that I not only find someone that is very competent in the area that I want to be competent in, but they're doing their entire life in a similar way that I want to do life. And specifically, I want to find someone with the same values and ethics as me. So marketing is a great example. I could learn from someone that can make billions of dollars with their marketing, but if 
at their core, if they are willing to bend the rules and lie to people and deceive people in order to market, that does not align with me at all, right? And that, at the end of the day, that does not make my life better because I want to have a positive impact on the world. I want to treat people. I want to be honest with people. And I'm not willing to lie and deceive people in order to make more money. And so now it's important that I really feel like I, not that I want to be that person, but like I really respect them at every single level. So finding someone that's really competent, finding someone that I respect at every level and that whose values seem aligned with mine. Yeah, I think that's super, super important. The ethics piece of like the example, like would I feel comfortable using the strategies that this person is using to get results? And if you if something about it is making you feel uncomfortable, especially once you've decided, I think that probably changed for you once you've decided like the kind of the kind of impression you want to make on people and the kind of reputation that you want to have. Um, listen to the reputation that this person has. Yeah. So an example might be, you know, like uh, somebody who has like a very abrasive or very aggressive way of approaching marketing. If people are talking about them like they're intense, they're hardcore, they're some people are like, oh, I absolutely hate them. I think they're rude. And some people are like, I think it's so amazing. Like they're just like, tell it like it is. If that's the kind of reputation that you want to have, which is totally fair, that's probably somebody that you want to learn from. If it doesn't resonate with you and it makes you feel really uncomfortable, even if they're really amazing at what they do, it's not worth it to bend your own morals and values just because they happen to be successful. Mm -hmm. And this is not like the right answer, right? Mm -hmm. You can learn from just about anyone. And, and this is more about like finding, again, a mentor, someone to like have a relationship with. I learn from just about everyone. Um, but this is about someone that I actually want to have a relationship with. And even then, you can have a relationship with anyone you want. This is just how I do it. I appreciate that. that there's more than one way of going about this. So how, once you've picked like, a person or you they become into your awareness how do you go about actually creating a relationship with them because you happen i mean you have so many people around you in your life that you reach out to that like Eben Pagan or John Berardi or you know the, all these people that people are like how on earth could i even get into contact with these people let alone have them be invested in my own success and my own results how do you do it as a fundamental like starting point and and this is actually something that John Berardi talks about as well is the the fundamental should be treat this person like a human being first and foremost treat them with respect respect their time respect their energy respect their attention and every single one of your communications with this person should be treating them as if they were a friend of yours also realize that if this is someone with like a higher status than you, with more experience than you, that's more successful in the in this area than you, you probably don't have much to offer them, right? So you have to be even more respectful of their time. Yeah, I think that's actually a huge piece. So this is something that I've encountered with a lot of people. Like you meet somebody with a higher status than you, somebody who's more successful than you, and you go up to them and you pretend like like you guys are on the same level and you you sometimes people will pretend like they don't know who they are and they haven't read their books or they haven't listened to their videos and 
personally, I mean, there's lots of ways of going about this. I have seen that be not successful in creating a relationship with people versus actually getting the results you want. That person knows that they are a higher status than you. They also know that they're more successful than you. And when you're trying to like put yourself out there, like pretending like you don't know them or pretending like you're on the same level as them, they feel that inauthenticity. And it makes, I think it makes the the it harder for them to want to make a relationship with you. A lot of times what people don't realize is these people want to have mentees. They want to extend their legacy. They want to help other people and they want to help people be successful. But they actually also want you to respect the fact that they've already been higher than you. They are a higher status than you and they they are more successful than you. And that doesn't mean you have to like kiss their feet and and kiss up to them but at least just treating them like like respecting the fact that they they are where you want to be and not trying to pretend like you guys are completely equal in that way mm-hmm. and i think that's like a, a little bit of a dance yeah and obviously no one is better than anyone else that's not something we believe so on a human level treat them like a human being right you're on totally. the same exact level as them as a human but if you want to learn business from someone then signal to them that you recognize that you recognize Mm -hmm. that they have more experience and success than you and you appreciate that and you acknowledge that don't pretend like you're you're on the same level in the area that you want to learn from them and i think people think that if you if you don't acknowledge it then or if you do acknowledge it like i say to you like i recently met this woman named mama gina who is super super successful very very like experience. She's in her 60s. She's been crushing it for a really long time. And the first thing I said to her was, I just read your book. Like it was so amazing. Like these are the things that I got from it. These are the ways that I implemented it in my life. And we were spending a weekend together as friends. Like we were hanging out at a friend's place and she was spending the weekend together. And I had a friend there with me and she was like, I don't understand how you do that. I'm afraid to do that because I'm afraid she's going to think I'm less than her. And I just assume that on a human level, we are all equal, but also want to acknowledge that she is more successful than me in some ways. And I want to tell her like the impact that she's had on my life. And that actually allowed us to make a deeper connection. Not, she didn't think I was less than because of that. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes think it puts you like a notch lower than them in a human way. And I don't think that's the case. I think the other way actually does that. It's kind of irritating to them when you don't acknowledge that they've had an impact or Mm -hmm. they can tell that you're pretending. Okay. So all of this is mindset stuff. This Mm -hmm. is stuff that you want to do kind of like in your head before you try to communicate with people. Totally. So after that, I think there are plenty of great blog posts on like how to get into communication with anyone in the world. That's not my forte. The way that I get into contact with people is like a myriad of different ways, like through a mutual friend. Sometimes I'll interview them on the podcast and we'll meet that way. Um, I don't have any magic ways. So get their contact information however you can. A lot of times they have websites and you can fill out a contact form, whatever you got to do. Then when you contact them, again, respect their time, respect their attention. How do you do that? How the do you worst way, time? the worst way to communicate with someone that is successful and busy is to leave them a page long email with 10 different questions. The best way is to show them that you respect their time in the email by saying, Hey, something like, you know, hey, John, I'm a big fan. I've, I've read this that you've done. Um, it made a really big impact on me. And I've been thinking about this problem in my business and I've tried X, Y, and Z things and they haven't worked. What do you think about this? So 
what I'm doing there is a, I'm showing him that I respect him. I am telling him like, I've already been working on this, this problem. So I'm not like, I'm not just being lazy and trying to create a relationship for nothing. I'm working on this problem and I'm giving him a very specific question. It's a really well thought out question. And at the end, and this is how I, this is how I treat anyone of any status really. Um, when I'm asking them to do something for me, which is like answer a question or meet with me or whatever, I acknowledge that they're busy. They have commitments. They have things that are really important in their life. And my feelings are not going to be hurt if they don't respond. Why? Because I do the same thing to a lot of people. A lot of people reach out to me for all sorts of things. Sometimes I'll answer them. And sometimes I've got deadlines. I've got uh, obligations with family members and hanging out with a D. And I just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And I want the permission and I want people to respect my time in the same way. And so I, I show them through those words that, you know what, if you don't have time for this, that's totally fine. And what I think that does is it takes the pressure off of them to respond. It lets them know that as much as I can over text or over email, um, I'm treating them like a human being. I'm respecting their, their biggest commitments. And it doesn't always work. But occasionally, someone has the time, and the question that I ask is something that they feel like they have a good answer to, and then they answer it. Yeah, and sometimes it might turn into like, actually, I'm not going to respond this to you in email. Let's get on a phone call, and then that's your opportunity to make a really good impression. And uh, I think you've done that lots of times really well. Yeah, and I want to I want to reiterate there are. I do have some um, amazing mentors in my life that I'm super grateful for. And I've also reached out to probably hundreds of people that have never responded to me. And that's okay too. And you just got to, you got to step up to the plate and, and try, you know? Um, So ask a question. If, if you're lucky enough to get a response, that's amazing. The, the way that I have, I think, turned that into an ongoing relationship is to, So Adi mentioned earlier that mentors love to have mentees, right? If they're in a phase of their life where they've had a a level of success and they're sort of into passing on their wisdom, their knowledge, uh, their experience so that they they can have an even bigger impact, right? Like if I can answer one question for someone running a business and they go and, you know, change the world with it, that's a really high leverage point for it a mentor to have. contributes to your legacy. Right. And so what I do is when they give me advice, I take action on the advice and I get some sort of result in my life, whether it be in my relationship, in my business, in my marketing, in my fitness, and then I report back, right? Because everyone doing anything loves feedback. Mm-hmm. We love to know that the advice that we gave was taken and especially if it got a positive result, that lights up the, like it sends dopamine rushing through the brain. It lights up that pleasure center in every human being. Mm -hmm. And so when I take an action that someone gives me, I let them know, like, you told me to do this. I did it. And it had this massive impact in the business. I'm so grateful for you. And a lot of times I'll just leave it at that. And occasionally... I'll ask them another question. If it's been long enough and I don't feel like I'm badgering them, I will ask them another question. And from there, you know, sometimes it leads to you spending time with people in person. Maybe this is someone in your in your local community. This is someone that you meet for for lunch every week or every month and it becomes this it can become this really uh, amazing relationship for both of you. I think the just to kind of wrap up 
you want to treat it as something that it like the only thing that you can do for this person is be respectful take their advice and report on that advice. They want to extend their legacy. And so allow them to sort of like channel through you their their wisdom that they've learned and be really patient with them. Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. Now, for anybody who's listening, before we wrap up, for anyone who's listening that is like, man, I just like don't even know who I would reach out to. I don't even know who would be really important to me. One of Michael's mentors, actually, his name is Heath Dykert, and he actually gave us a really cool exercise that you can do that I think that you can take action on today if you don't even reach out to anybody. Um, He encouraged me to to get an Excel sheet. And on the x-axis of the Excel sheet, so like across the top. Horizontal. Horizontal. So across the top of the Excel sheet, write down um, the areas of my life that are important to me. So for me, it was business, relationships, intimacy and sex, community, spirituality, uh, finances, like all the things that are important to me, femininity, parenting, like all those types of things. I think it ended up being nine things. And then across the y-axis, which is like the the column going down, so the first column, um, list all of the people that are better than you in at least one of those areas. So uh, going down, I listed anybody and everybody that I could name. So this included Oprah. Like Oprah's on my list of people that is better than me in many of those aspects. So whether it's like Oprah, we have friends Taz and Pat Barber that are just like so much more advanced than us in parenting and um, in in aspects of that, those aspects of life. And went down, I ended up having like I think 30 to 40 people that are just better than me in at least one of the nine areas of my life. And then going across, I highlighted the the cell that connects um, of the area that they are better than me at. And then the people, after you've looked at this, the people that going across have the most cells highlighted, so the most things that they're better than you at, those are the people that are like your highest leverage of who can help you really level up in your life. So this can be anybody from like your best friend to your sister to your mom to, to Oprah to whoever. And just like freely just write all these people's names and highlight the cells of the areas in your life that are important to you where you think that they challenge you and they're better than you. And then when you look at it afterwards, you can think about who you actually spend time with, who you communicate with, and how that reflects back to the people that could potentially challenge you. Mm -hmm. And you'll have a list of people that you don't have contact to. And I've like actually gotten into contact with a couple of people on those lists because I've brought them into my awareness and I've realized that they can really challenge me in those ways. And it's it's made me pay attention more to when I'm having conversations with people. You know, if they bring up their name, I'm like, oh, I've always wanted to get into contact with that person. Do you have a way for me to do that? Mm-hmm. So it kind of comes up more because you're paying attention to it more. And it's just a really good exercise to realize, hey, you might have mentors that you're not utilizing in your life right now. 100%. This is such a badass mindset to adopt. Like when you start look, I'm so glad you, you brought this up. If you start looking in your immediate social circle for people that can mentor you in some area of life, everywhere you go, you have a teacher, right? 
Pat and Taz Barber are incredible parents. And every single time we're with them, we're just interviewing them. Like, how are you doing that? What's going on in your mind when you're being so relaxed and patient with them? Like, how do you, how are you setting them up to be so like physically expressive? We're constantly interviewing the people around us. It creates these really deep relationships. It allows people to like express what they're passionate about and what they're, what they love. And it allows us to continue learning almost every time we're hanging out with people. So start looking in your life for the mentors that are already there. Yeah. So I think this like puts another perspective of like they don't have to be super famous and they don't have to be unreachable. And and like those people are really great to get in contact with, but you probably have so many people in your life right now that challenge you and can help you grow that you're not noticing. And you're probably just hanging out with them and not maximizing the opportunity to grow from there. And I think a lot of people want to, you know, I think Pat and Taz love the fact that they get to help us and they love the fact that we come on shows like this and we're like, they're freaking incredible. Mm -hmm. And if they listen to this right now, they'd be like, I hope they come over again and interview us some more. And we're just like (laughs) selfishly like, yes, let's spend more time together. So I love that exercise. So those are some action steps for you guys to take. Um, We love mentorship so much that it has become a huge part of what we do at Working Against Gravity. So what we do is nutrition coaching. We created a nutrition coaching certification and mentorship is probably the like one of the biggest pieces of that coach certification. Mm-hmm. We call it a digital mentorship and we are pairing you with people that are more experienced than you that have seen more um, made more mistakes and really are facilitating a relationship with you in the way that we're talking about on this episode. Yeah. So if you're interested in becoming a nutrition coach, starting an online nutrition coaching business, then this is kind of your fast track to that. Uh, we pair you with someone that has that is where you want to be. And when people graduate from this certification, this is by far the number one thing that they say they love. We give people sample check-in questions. So you actually get to practice uh, doing check-ins with people and helping people through their nutrition challenges. And you get support and feedback from one of our top coaches throughout the entire thing. So if you're interested in that, you can go to working against gravity forward slash coach hyphen certification and put your name on the wait list. Or you can just go to workingagainstgravity.com and click the coach certification button. Guys, I hope this was enjoyable and helpful for you. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.